Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today's choice was uh, by Rick called Knights and Magic. Yes, and... I'm not going to lie. I apparently did see this before, uh, just as you have, <laughs> and didn't remember it. Uh, but for me, apparently, I stopped watching it halfway through because I didn't know what the ending was like. Gotcha. Well, it uh, was uh, 13 episodes long, originally aired in July 2017, ran all the way through September 2017. A couple of main producers, Bandai Visual, Genko, and ATX with a studio of 8-bit. Genres are action, fantasy, mecha, school, and just a smidge of isekai. Just a smidge. So isekai, yes. But the, the thing that I really enjoyed about this one wasn't that he was teleported via game or, or anything like that. He was walking home from his little, I guess, hobby. <laughs> I'm going to call it a little hobby because that, that that's a huge running theme the entire series and and he gets hit by a car and, and it doesn't really show him dying or slipping into a coma it just shows him waking up as a kid with no real special powers except he's a really good programmer well I wouldn't even say that it shows him waking up as a kid that's when we are reintroduced to him is as a kid fair because he's still from what i can gather he's still going through life very much like anyone else would do you know if he remembers his past life at all i i am pretty sure he does because at a couple of points he says let's give this the old college try which is what he says at the beginning and he remembers a lot of the boxes and some of the terminology uh, from his previous life. Such as kit and caboodle. I thought that was kind of yeah unique. And robots. And he throws out other terminology like uh, anti-air, which no one's ever heard of. And, and for them, it's he's just making up words as he's going along because that's just what he does. And he's a kid or whatever else. Or he's an eccentric genius which is te- technically what he is. <laughs> Let's delve back into the whole kid part. How many years does it take to finish middle school? Uh, I think that might've been a mistranslation because they're like, yeah, three years later after he entered middle school, he's now doing this. And th- if my math was correct, he spends three months learning the, the reactor and he spends another, I think t- a year and a half. So another two years, so five years in middle school. And that's apparently the highest form of education anybody ever gets. No, no, there's high school and he goes through high school. I would assume. I mean, like, because the uh, Helvi uh, and uh, blah, 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 the, her two, the other two counterparts with Ernesti are also in high school. And they even referenced that as well, as well as uh, the twins uh, 
Acrid and Ultrude, their sister Stephanie, she graduates high school as well. See, I I must have missed that. I thought it was when they were all graduating high school or no, sorry, middle school, and it was just <laughs> it struck me. I'm like, that's that's insane. That is insane. I I actually have to agree with you. Um, but uh, I don't know the. The, this is one of the problems that I actually have with this uh, show is all the time jumps that they do. They do a lot of time skips. Yeah, that threw me for a loop, too. But I, I kind of enjoyed it because it was almost hey, here's an important part. Everything else is mundane. It's kind of like you never see anybody go to the bathroom in uh, a movie or fill up gas in a movie. It's not exciting. It's not enthralling. So they just skip over it. No, but they do do it if there is a conversation to be had or in John Wick's sense to set up his dog being murdered. So you know, yeah. if, if there is a point to pulling into said gas station and watching homeboy fill up his gas tank, it's fair. written in. It's fair. Yeah. But they must not have just had any of that. So it, it was weird because to me, the it, there was a bunch of different like sub story plots going on all at the same time. But we were just focused on Ernesti, like um, the dwarves. Where'd they come from? We know where they I, I'm going to call them elves. They had weird ears. They were not elf ears. Yeah, they were elf. Alf ears or Alfenheim or something like that. They, they were something unique and how long they live. And they also have these cores in them as well that basically make them kind of like the demons in the world because their body yeah. is magic. And then, so when they show the map, I thought it was really interesting. You had what four ish countries. I want to say maybe, maybe, maybe five, but four where people were inhabiting. And then they had the one area of the map where they're like, oh, yeah, this is where demons are made and monsters are made. Like, wouldn't it have been smart just to, like, fortify your army, go into there and stop all that from happening so you could live a normal life? Well, it's not that demons are made there. It's that a queen uh, was traveling along there and then she broke out another one and wanted to make a new nest to kind of make her home. For that, at okay. least, particular type of demon queen or whatever it is. I don't know. A yeah. giant sack carrying thing. <laughs> uh, We're hopping all over the place with this one. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, well, it speaks true true to the anime. I mean, like, it jumps around a fair amount. But if you want to go in sequence, uh, Ernesti in our world dies. He gets reborn. We join him at 10 years old. He sees a robot and then learns that he must learn magic to be able to become a pilot of said robot. And thus, he goes on this journey to become the greatest magician slash mechanic slash designer slash whatever the hell else you want to throw in there, possibly to become said best robot and also make his own because it's his hobby as he's stated to the <laughs> king several times and to several yeah. other people of very varying importances as well because it's his hobby yeah and he's very greedy when it comes to his hobby yeah like he'll make awesome deals for people and then he'll throw in some little 
little, not necessarily jabs, but little conditions that any normal person would be like, yeah, that seems normal. But then when you listen to it, you're like, wait a second, we just sold him the house and the farm and, and ourselves. What, the, what? Because it'll be like, okay, I want all of the, the, what do they call them? Knight silhouettes. The because silhouette knights. Yeah. Silhouette he, knights. Yeah. I want all Which of those. Oh, but, but hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Before before I just give you before I take all of them, I want you to know we'll fix it up. We'll do what we can. We'll, we'll make everything good, and then once you guys are stable and rebuild your army, I get all those back. But yeah. just so you know, anything that gets destroyed by us out there is ours. Just throwing yeah, that out it, there, just so you know, that's ours. So basically, this world has every country has their own Gundam mecha in in the shape of a silhouette knight. And they fight each other. They all have different ways to, I guess, create theirs. And Ernesti's born into the world where, or into the country that uh, basically takes the heart of the demon monster things and turns that into a generator for their Gundam suit. And, you know, it's kind of surprising. Every, like I said, every country has a different way or every, yeah, every country has a different way to, to make their Gundams, but, and they look vastly different. You would think that if everyone had similar modes of production, they'd all look similarly. But you also but, have to keep in mind, um, and this is brought up a couple of times, which is why it throws a lot of people off when, uh, when this kid is just coming out designing all kinds of things left and right, um, that they're all humanoid and he doesn't understand why they all have to be humanoid. Yeah. He, the first one that he, that he makes that is kind of odd has arms in its back. And I'm thinking Iron Man style, duh, you've got a rocket launcher strapped to your back, click a button. It comes forward. Boom. You're good. I guess they never thought of that here. And <laughs> the, the, when that is, when that prototype is essentially taken away from him, and brought to someone who has dedicated their life to this, to his hobby, let's call it. And he's like, who who the hell thought of this shit? Like, what's going on here? This is not something that I'm okay with. I should have thought of this. You know what? I'm going to make it better. I'm going to make this more more amazing, and I'm going to do this the right way. That brings me to my next thing. Oh, this is annoying and frustrates me every time I see it. They have the inner workings what do they call that um strand tinsel or whatever it is okay um i forget what it's called you're talking uh, about the, the the magic fiber cable or whatever it is yeah, yeah, yeah what, about, what, what about cable. it the thing that annoys me is the way that they built the suits up they put the fibers inside like normal you've got rope they're using right they they have like regular rope around helping them move right mhm mm you would think braided rope like they already have, they already see is stronger than straight rope because obviously they're not using it. Why wouldn't they already think, why wouldn't these masters of their craft think, oh, well, if we braided this, this metal stuff, it'll get stronger than if we just leave it all straight. Um, I have an answer for that, sir. Would you, would you like Please. to know what it is? Abso absolutely. It was annoying me to no end. Yeah. Uh, plot armor. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels better now knowing the truth, right? It's plot armor. Yeah. It hurts a little more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, like, no, I, 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 I totally understand. It, it's, you know, just normal thought process. You have people that are physicians and doctors and scientists <laughs> and they, they're going, it takes every iteration takes hundreds, hundreds of years. You've literally done leaps and bounds in the span of one week. <laughs> right. You know, you're right. They did mention that it took like 300 years for every individual advancement and basically people's lives. Like they've, they've revolved around how to improve these things. And it, it, every successful new component takes around 300 years to come through. Yeah. So Kit Homeboy comes along or an SD comes along. He's like, you know, this robot needs arms in the back holding magic rods and you know what we can make it stronger we can make it better we can make it faster so we're gonna do this crazy thing and then just goes off the charts and makes everything better and then when shit hits the fan and one of them gets stolen in the country that steals it you know it basically takes it and does their own little adjustments to it or whatever the hell else right he goes, well, yeah. yeah, that's not a big deal. You know what all of these robots need now? What? Car keys. <laughs> right? Dude, seriously. Yeah. So anybody with magic can open it up. Maybe having magic was so rare that it wasn't a problem. Not like that nobody- rare. I mean, like you had literally hundreds of people, hundreds of people going around doing that. So, the, I mean, like, basically the only beings that couldn't use magic were the dwarves. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, you went from, yeah, I mean, let's make sure these robots have arms in the back and that they can, uh, you know, have, you know, basic strength as to what they should be. But let's make sure they have car keys so that way people can't just, like, hop in and take off. <laughs> No, seriously. And when he's explaining like, hey, this glyph works with this, this lot, this slot right here that will turn on your machine. He goes, oh, you mean like a key? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, "Yeah, that's exactly it. And then I'm sitting here. You're sitting here probably going, "Um, if you already knew what it was and you knew how it functioned and apparently magic is not that uncommon. Anyone can learn it with with enough dedication. Uh, It took it took what? So. We saw what one, two, three, four, five different models of this. So we're looking at, and by the way, to start with, to start from zero to creating a active Gundam and active silhouettes night, that's a huge leap by itself. Why didn't you just continue that massive, you know, jump in technology from, you know, the start of time till now that took 1500 years. Yeah. And they're like, no, we don't need keys. Yeah. No, no, no keys are needed. I mean, like, obviously you're not going to attack each other or no one's going to go out there and fuck. No one's going to go out there and steal the stuff. I mean, like, that's ridiculous. Why would humans be humans? Yeah. War. (laughs) Please. Uh, We don't don't need your war. Yeah. And then, so you have that, that hap, you know, they invent car keys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it just continues to go from there. And so, you know, he he just like continues to think outside the box for these people, I guess. And it's like, well, you know what? We're going to take to, you know, the heart, the core of these uh, silhouette knights, the core of these robots. Yeah, we're going to take two of them, count it two, and we're going to throw in one robot. And it's no. not going to be the normal robot. 
no, no, no. This is going to be even better than that. What? What are you going to do? Give it a third arm on the front? Nah, not that dumb. No, we're going to get small. turn it into a centaur. <laughs> it's going to have the third the arm? No, no, no. It's going to have four more legs. Exactly. And it's going to have two drivers. Yeah, because you can't do it mentally with one. Oh, geez. Oh. This is where Pacific Rim got their idea from, I'm sure. Well, it wasn't even that, you know, mentally they could do it with one. It's just to handle the speed and the mechanics of the extra legs and everything else. You needed someone else to be able to hop in there and to be in sync. So that way you could feed off each other's energies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah. kind of blowing it out there. You know, <laughs> now, I do have a question. If if these engines, let's call them the, these reactors, these hearts of beasts, demons, if they're so rare and so hard to come by to to work with big these big mechs, why was it so easy for Ernesti to be like, yeah, I want some more? And they're like, okay, here, unlimited supply. Here you go. Well, it's not that they're hard to come by. It's the technology for them that's hard because these elves are the only ones that can create it. At least, not, not anymore. It used to be like that, and then Ernesti comes along. He's like, "Yeah, I can take care of this. I can learn everything you can teach me and perfect it. And not only all that, create my own in three months." Yeah. Well, no, see, what makes no sense to me is the the queen of the elves. She looks at him and goes, "All right, yeah, I'll let you learn it." And the she goes, "The problem is you don't live long enough to understand this." Sorry. And he's shown that this metal that I, I think they call it like Mithril or something like that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, not even dwarves can mantin like shape this stuff, but in our hands, check it using magic. I can mold it. However I want. And we can write script on here. We can overwrite script on this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just like programming. You can layer upon layer stuff that that's how that works. And I'm glad that they put that episode in because it made you understand that you can code into these into these hearts essentially how much power to give how long they're supposed to last it's like a samsung battery you can yeah <laughs> you can have the ones that explode on you because they just run too hot or you can have the ones that die because who knows why yeah uh -huh. so and and they do they basically equate the demons the size of them to the size of the battery so you have these giant ones which is basically the queen or or these the bahamut class. behemoth classes that are the basically the end all be all to all battery power in the world for them <laughs> And I guess yeah. he takes both of them and throws them into one mech that he creates himself. Is what I yeah. get. And 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 you know he goes back to basics. This one only has two arms and two legs, and then like four coming out the back. Yeah, and it flies. And it's the only one that <laughs> yeah. can fly to a point. Which is silly to me because is it the is the reason that it can fly because it has two uh, behemoth class hearts in it is that is that really the only reason i would assume so because of the amount of power that it takes because if you remember when he was first experimenting it with uh the ability to fly or for it to even levitate off the ground it took a massive amount of energy just for the prototype of it yeah and he had to stand there and wait for the batteries to recharge off the midi chlorians in the air <laughs> yeah uh Dear Lord, 
that is uh, uh, yeah in the air you have mole- magic molecules and these things convert it to actual mana and yep. then at the very end the other country the way that they're able to make their mechs move or their silhouette knights move is what to basically burn out one of these engine things basically they take a concentrated ether which is basically concentrated magic and it's in pods inside this thing it's meant to be swappable because it's not meant to last forever and it puts out so instead of it being like hey this dies and we need to sit here for 30 seconds while our batteries recharge it dies and well i guess i need a new heart in this thing well, see, that, that kind of makes me a little confused because if the monsters are coming from where they say, so they're coming from the West and they're hitting Ernesti's country first, like they are just demolishing them and Ernesti's country is keeping them out of the civilized world. How many hearts are you going through? How many of those? Little, like, granted, they're small. I get it. But how many are you going through to keep your mech even moving? Well, it's not that they're burning through the hearts. They're taking the magic from the air and compressing it and concentrating it into a a concentrated magic stone, basically. It's not from the demons. It's the magic they've pulled from the air that they're using and harnessing that. Yes, but the, the hearts burn out because they're not supposed to be able to. They're not supposed to do that. It's overworking them, overclocking them. Basically. Yeah, but it's not the hearts they're getting from the demons. It's just those pieces that they created themselves that are burning out. Oh, okay. See, I thought they were the demon hearts, just like the small kind. And they were just overusing them and it burn out by itself. So then how come they, why in in that case, why are demon hearts even necessary? Because they don't burn out. You, You build it, you create it, and then it's there permanently you don't have to worry about it ever burning out could you imagine just going off in la la land could you imagine having one of ernesti's uh <laughs> super mechs super silhouette knights um running on both kind of like a uh, a hybrid if you will where one yeah i can fly no problem i can do this no problem oh we're going cross continent here let me whip out a stone click go that would be pretty interesting but uh i know that uh ernesti is not particularly fond of such things he is very keen on uh the aesthetics and uh look and overall function of said robots while his uh rival in terms of creation kojal wasn't yeah yeah he didn't care about how it looked he all all he cared about was raw power and this, the ability to fly and create flying death machines. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Ernesti only cares about ground death machines, and Kojal only cares about flying death machines. So they kind of meet in the middle, and there you go. Yay, team. Yeah. I honestly thought, like, when they got through all that stuff originally, when, they, when they're like, I don't know if we have anything better to offer Ernesti as a challenge, then, you know, this horde of bulky looking silhouette knights, and then the dragon descends like, so Ernesti gaining flight triggered, in my opinion, the game, if it's a game to be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, you've reached this level. Let's unlock this opponent. And they've got this crazy looking dude that has, I wish I was joking, 
a monocle, a square monocle inside or on top of his glasses at all times. Yep, because he needs that uh, extra vision on he needs his extra uh, zoom right eye because his right eye apparently is just that bad, which <laughs> sucks to be him. But, you know, he's also very smart and he even tells or says that Ernesti gaining the ability to fly and his method of it, which was through basically explosions using magic to create explosions, which enabled him to be able to fly as opposed to how Kojol chose to do it, which is through air magic or wind magic. He took what Ernesti had done and created the dragon, which gave it the ability to fly because the air magic or the wind didn't have the ability or, or strength to be able to support that kind of mass, I guess, or provide the maneuverability and everything else as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because if, if you just work together, so originally the, what are you going to call that kingdom? Cause I could, I couldn't pronounce it. I tried several times the kingdom that advanced on everybody. The ones that had purple hair. Um, Z we'll just call it Z because God knows how I'm going to try and pronounce it. <laughs> All right. So Z states that originally everyone was part of one country which I assume is why you've got everyone with the base model of a silhouette night. And then they separated probably because they're like, mine's better. No, mine's better. No, I want aesthetic. No, no. I need it to function appropriately. If they would, <laughs> if they would have just maintained a, a very simple level of this is the knowledge everyone's got. Right. But I don't think they were the one kingdom for all of them. I think it was like the one kingdom for a large section of them. Maybe, possibly. Okay. I, I don't know. I, they didn't go into too much detail, and they did not do any proper explanations. Just, true. Uh, just throwing that out there. <laughs> very, very true. But I don't know. People. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. It makes me wonder if there's anything, any other races out there. Because you've got the dwarves, the uh, olives. They're not elves. They're olives. Whatever. They're. Unique creatures with unique eyes. <laughs> and and very long ears. Yeah, on the front. And demons and humans. I wonder how many other potential creatures there could be. Well, you got the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. <laughs> uh, just to kind of help <laughs> fill it in. You know, they got most everything else you need out there, one would assume. Uh, but but no, actually... I, do you remember seeing any wildlife other than birds in the one scene? Uh, sorry, not the one scene. Uh, the the scene whenever they did the overview of the kingdom's castle city, where I thought honestly that was pretty amazing as far as graphics go. And then they had a flock of white birds flying, uh, maybe an inch. So if if you did that in real feet, it'd be about a hundred feet. But that was the only time I saw any wildlife other than monsters and people. Yeah, they showed birds a lot. That's about it. I mean, like, honestly, when you're out there concentrating on robots and fighting demons and trying to stay alive when you're fighting a war, who needs wildlife? True, true. And yeah, at the very end, uh, he, the, the one, not the, the sword guy, the guy who had a bunch of swords, uh, he was eating a, a hunk of a meat. So yeah, there, there has to be some, some sort of food 
source, I guess, for everyone there. Unless they eat the demons they kill. Oh, that'd be awesome. We will never know why, because it was only 13 episodes and they only concentrated on robots, which is fine. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah, it's not. Well, and the thing that upsets me is they end it with, and they did this and this and this, but that is a story for another time. Yeah. And that with a nice, the end uh, coming across the screen there too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Well, I mean, at least they. Well, they did least. a lot throughout to kind of like lead you into saying, "Hey, if we want to, we will totally do a second season." But guess what's not going to happen? Uh, oh yeah, second season. It was frustrating because they're like, it, it. It was read. It was played like a narrative from the future, like someone was giving you a history class in the time that was soon to be known or that would have been come to known as the great sand war. And little did they know this was happening on the night that would be called blah, blah, blah. And little did he know, but she would soon be blah, blah, blah to be continued. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And so this is, yeah, it was kind of disheartening. It was disappointing. <laughs> Very sad. I know that there is never going to be a season two. I have come to terms with this, but they did end it. So, yeah, they they ended it rather well, in my opinion. They did. They did. I mean, like, honestly, if they were to continue on, it's basically going to be the continuation of Ernesti comes across opponent, defeats said opponent by improving said robots even further to prove his own superiority to said individual. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. A dozen times. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it does make sense. So, uh, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Up to 10, I would. Hmm. Oh, before I go to that point, one last thing I'd like to point out this anime did not feel rushed in the least. That is true. It's one of the rare, rare anime that I, I could say that they had, they had, they had a storyboard of what to do the entire time. Uh, so I would say going off of the good animation, the fact it did not feel forced. I didn't feel tense, like in suspense in a bad way. Um, I probably put this up there. Eight. I think a solid eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Had a beginning, had an end. Really intriguing story. Uh, wasn't afraid to laugh at itself and didn't feel rushed. So yeah, that, that those are my reasonings for the eight. What about you? Uh, I give it a seven. Ooh. I give it a, a seven. Harsh? Yeah. I've always been harsher than you in terms of scoring for True. whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I would have loved to, you know, have not so many time skips. And uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, if they would have, uh, they could have just ended it without the blah 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 and that's a story for another time the end that kind of upset me <laughs> that that yeah, was that, that, yeah it's like okay well you're teasing you're just teasing uh second season and the same thing with uh when he comes across the elf queen whatever her name is right yeah. she says if i am not mistaken and i am correct we will meet again. And it's like, okay, well, great setup right there. 
Why'd you have to throw that in there too? So you have that, and then the ending plus a couple other plus uh, when Kojal's leaving, you know, flying off on his little thing, saying I'm gonna go sell my uh, designs off to some other uh, greedy king and start another war and blah blah blah. We'll meet again. Blah blah blah. It's like okay, well, that's cool. No resolution with that dude anytime soon either. <laughs> cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. All right, so that's why yeah. I give it a seven. It was a great, it was a good story. Mm-hmm. It was good. Animation was good. Overall, it was good. Saw it twice. Subbed, dubbed, enjoyed it both ways. It was good. Can't complain too much. Uh, aside from what I did complain about. So. Okay. <sighs> well, I believe it's that time. What? Uh, what's the choice for next week? Because it is your choice. Well, actually, uh, Tobayashi067 on Twitter wanted to know when we would be doing Welcome to Demon School Iruma-kun. And uh, guess what? We're doing that now. So uh, that's the choice for next week. Uh, Thank you, uh, Tobayashi067, for uh, throwing that out to us. And it's actually a really new one. It uh, just ended a couple of weeks ago uh, from when we're actually recording this. It ran from October 2019 all the way to March of 2020. And comedy, demon, supernatural, fantasy, school, and shonen for the genres. Yeah, I personally enjoyed it. I actually have watched this live. At, by live, I mean that I, I watched it as it was coming out. And uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I am. I actually haven't seen it yet. So I'm looking forward to it. I was waiting for it to all come out so that way I could just binge it all. And so this is the great opportunity to do that. Well, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, If you have any recommendations on what we should watch next, feel free to reach out to us. You can reach us at featuredanimepodcast at gmail.com, at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook, and we have our Discord link in the show notes so feel free to reach out to us there or if you happen to be watching this or listening to this on youtube leave it in the comment section and let us know until next time i'm jack i'm rick and we'll see you next time if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.